Welcome to another edition of the IDP Trade Show. I am your guest host, Steve Falco from the Front Office Pros. I'm here with Adam, who's a mainstay with the IDP Show. Adam, we're going to be going through some trades. We got some good ones here. Uh, let's start it off. Let's just get this ball rolling here. Uh, we've got Coach Schneider here. Coach has got a 16-team league. It is a super flex contract IDP league. It's based off of the NFL salary cap. He says he's in the playoff race, but he needs reinforcements if he wants to have a chance. So he is intending on sending Dallas Goddard. He's got a three-year deal, $13.1 million. And then Nick Bosa for four years, $17.1 million. He does say that he has Aiden Hutchinson and Jalen Phillips, so he's not in a bad shape when it comes to his defensive ends. And then he will also be adding a 2024 first, which he expects to be in the 10 to 12 range and the 2024 third in return. He's going to receive Jalen Waddle on a two year, $20 million contract with an extension, which will be a 15% increase. Trey McBride at three years, six and a half million and then Jalen Carter, four years, $1.7 million. So overall, uh, you're talking about Goddard, Dallas Goddard, Nick Bosa, a 2024 first, a 2024 third for Jalen Waddell, Trey McBride, and Jalen Carter. You say? This is a fun trade right here. Uh, shout out Coach Schneider. Always good to hear from you, bro. Um I like the I like the Waddle side, um, especially with the depth he has. You know, having Aiden Hutchinson and Jalen Phillips. I mean, that's a great duo. Um, so yeah, I don't really, I don't really care too much about losing Bosa. Goddard also, like, I'm kind of, I don't know. I've kind of been uh, down on him lately. I mean, he's he's obviously hurt right now, but he wasn't that good to begin with this year, you know, there's just a lot of mouths to feed there in Philly. So he was someone that I was kind of like not too high on anyway. Um, and then, I mean, the, you're getting to replace him with Trey McBride, a guy who is on absolute fire right now. Um, he's got like 250 receiving yards in his last three games, averaging 17.6 points per game in PPR leagues over that stretch. So, I mean, Dude's really good. Kyler Murray seems to, to like him. I think he targeted him nine times this past week. Um, people in the building I was listening to establish the run. Uh, Evan Silva was talking about how people in that in the uh, Cardinals building love Trey McBride. They think that he's like a George Kittle, Travis Kelsey type. So Will's up for Trey McBride. Love getting him here. And then, yeah, Jalen Carter. Jalen Carter is my uh, he's my DT1 in Dynasty, and he's my number 18 overall IDP asset. So I love Jalen Carter, especially if you start defensive tackles in this league, which I think you do. Um, I don't know if I mentioned Jalen Waddle, that he was wide receiver nine on keep trade cut. So, I mean, his, his value is, is still um, – hanging in there even though he's kind of had a bit of a down year so that's good to see um i don't are you familiar with keep uh, familiar with keep trade cut oh Steve? yeah yeah definitely familiar with it and and quick clarifying question for maybe those the listeners and the viewers here and maybe myself as well when he says nick bosa for 17.1 million we're talking about per year or total for four years 17.1 million i'm guessing he's he's talking 
total contract? Because if it's total, I mean, that's for an NFL salary cap, that is an unbelievable contract. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I mean, it's, that's 17 divided by four. That's like four point like two million per year for Nick Bosa. Yeah. It's a really good deal. Um, and even, but even if it's 17 million per year, I mean, that's still a pretty good deal for Nick Bosa when your salary cap is what, like 220 some million, whatever it is in the NFL. Um, that still, still feels pretty fair, but yeah, I mean, I'm fine shipping them off. I mean, also with that first being in the 110 to 112 range, you know, who cares? That, that's those late firsts aren't that valuable to me. Um, it is a super flex. It is super flex league. So, I mean, that'll, that'll help. Um, but still, you know, I, 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 I feel good getting Waddle, getting Trey McBride and getting Jalen Carter. All those guys also are on very reasonable deals. So, um, yeah, I like the trade, though. I'm a little confused by the trade. I want to be a little bit contrarian to you on this one. Coach Snyder is telling us that he needs reinforcements to have a chance to win. But it's like the and these players are, are good now, but I view all those players as good, even better in the future. Like to me, the player that's the most win now player amongst all these players is Nick Bosa. And I know he's got Jalen Phillips, who's good from a dynasty standpoint, but as far as the season goes, he's been banged up for most of the year. I, I don't really know. You, if you talk about having Bosa and Hutchinson, the amount of points that you're getting on a regular basis from those two, that those are game changers. Waddle's been good, not great. McBride's been decent in this, in this recent stretch. Carter, I agree with you, DT1 dynasty value. But at the same time, is he really going to have the impact that he I, – I just question the targets here. If you're trying to win now and trying to push yourself to the playoff race, this seems like a maybe I get a little bit better and I get really better in the future. But do you really think this puts him over the top by getting these three players? I think it definitely helps him right now, and I like it for the future. Um, because, I mean, I think you're going to like having Jalen Waddle. Uh, Trey McBride clearly looks like a, a top five tight end rest of the way. So, I mean, I think he could be really valuable. Um, especially, you know, we lost Mark Andrews tonight, you know. So, I mean, there's another stud tight end gone. Uh, and then Jalen Carter, I mean, if they do start defensive tackles, yeah, I mean, I think he's a top 12 option for you pretty much any any week. So, I mean, you're really, I mean, the only, on the other side, Nick Bosa is the only piece that's helping you this year. Dallas Goddard's hurt right now. When he comes sure. back, who knows what he, what it'll be. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I you know, you're, uh, the, the Jalen Phillips slander isn't going to stand with me. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> you, you think he's reliable this year? I mean, he's coming on now. I think, I think he's got the health under control. I mean, that's always an issue with him. Always a concern with him, but, um, yeah, he's been, he's been pretty good lately. I mean, he seems to, he seems to be back on track and I mean, he's been putting up some decent performances, nothing that's been Nick Bosa level, but I think we could, we could see Jalen Phillips have a, have a three set game this season. Yeah, I guess, uh, I mean, he's been, yeah, I mean, he had two good, well, he had, I guess he's had a sack in the past three games. So I guess you're not wrong. I guess he has, he has, the past three weeks have been a good stretch for him. Yeah. Yeah, he's in good shape to, at uh, at edge. 
or defensive end, whatever they do over in that league. So you say, okay, so we we're saying that you're going to accept this trade. I think I might target other players, but I, it's not a horrible deal. I just, I just wonder if there'd be a better, better player as a target uh, for what you're trying to do coach. I don't know. It's tough, man. I mean, that's, that's, it's hard trading those elite IDP assets for uh, the equivalent on offense. You know, I feel like Jalen Waddle is about the max you're going to get for an elite, I uh, for an elite IDP asset. I know. I just feel like Waddle has been somewhat disappointing this year, though. That's yeah. my only thing. I mean, I guess he's 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 consistent, though. I guess looking at his numbers. All right. So that's well. Let's let's move on to the next one here. Unless you have any other comments. No, I don't think so. All right. So Donald is in an auction salary cap dynasty league starting DL linebacker and DB. He's thinking of moving Montez Sweat as the price that he paid for him in the free agent auction this past year would be a bit rich to resign going forward. Probably just going to look for a rookie pick back. Thoughts on a fair offer. And he says he should clarify his price is an awful and he could be resigned by others, but I'm going to be a bit cap strapped. So he could have a resign value for someone else. I'm also worried a bit about the bears of it all for Montez which makes me a bit more willing to move him, especially if I'm not going to re-sign. Yeah, if your league mates know that you're not going to re-sign him, you really don't have a lot of leverage here. So, I mean, I don't think you're going to be able to get like a second or anything like that. And even a third could be difficult. I mean, if they know your situation, they know you're just going to lose this guy. I mean, uh, they know that you would at least want to get something rather than nothing, right? So, I mean... There's a chance you have to settle for like a fourth round pick, which um, I don't know. I mean, if you got to do, you got to do. I mean, I, you, I think you want to try for a third. That's that might happen, but it, it probably won't. I, again, I think your league mates are probably smart enough where they're going to realize your situation and uh, they're going to probably lowball you. And I feel like a fourth round pick is probably all you can get. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I mean, if you know that Montez Sweat you're not going to re-sign him. Then at this point, you're going to lose him for nothing. So you might as well trade him for something. And I and I do understand your concerns. I think I shared some of the similar concerns because it's not like he has a lot of talent around him. I think a third is probably the max you're going to get. I, I agree with you, Adam. Probably a fourth is more likely. I almost would be kind of, and maybe you think this would be too rich. I would be curious to see if you target an owner who has maybe like a Lucas Van Ness or somebody like that, or maybe a Tyree Wilson. I'm not a Tyree Wilson fan, but somebody like that who, you know, they, they or no, even Nolan Smith, right? Guys who just have not, they're rookies, they haven't shown up yet. You know, they're kind of almost being redshirted in a way. I think they would maybe blossom next year. But Montez Sweat's good. So, I mean, he's been good. I don't know how good it'll be with the Bears. So that could be an aspect where if someone thinks he has potential, what do you think? You think that's a possible play? You think because of the rookie contract, there's no way they would consider that? No, I think that's yeah, I think that's that's very fair. I mean, Van Ness hasn't really shown us much this year. He hasn't really had an opportunity. I mean, that's a that's a deep rotation and a good rotation. Um, so yeah, it's probably going to be a few years out before you really see Lucas Van Ness give you much return on your investment. Uh, so yeah, those are the type of moves I think you should be making, though. Yeah. Um, flipping those expiring veterans for someone that's on, you know, a, 
a, a longer term deal that hasn't really broken out yet. That's 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 a nice play. Because I mean, more more likely than not, that Lucas Van Ness is, was probably picked in the second round, probably of your draft. So you're getting kind of an equivalent of a second round value. He's depreciated because he hasn't done as well. So it might be a good idea to just flip sweat, see if he can't try to get a developmental edge. Hope hopefully you, you know you strike gold. Would you rather have? Would you rather have Van S over a third, or would you rather have that third? I mean, I think I'd rather have Van Ness. I mean, I'd rather. I mean, I think it's too early. I mean, a lot of times with IDP, as you know, yeah. a lot of times you know it takes takes players at least a year, if not two years, to finally turn into something. So, <clears throat> I'm not scared off at all by his lack of production in year one. So, I I think I'd rather go with that potential. I mean. Who are you hoping to get in round three? I mean, do you think a guy like you're not going to be able to get him for this, but would you think like a guy like Boye Mafe was he probably like a third round pick when he went in that draft? Dude, he was probably like a fifth round pick. You think so? You're the, oh, you're yeah. the high second round pick. Yeah, but I mean, think about this past draft. Like th- that was the same story for like Derek Hall and like BJ Ojolari, like. And all those guys were going like in the fifth round, sixth round. So I mean, it was it was a this this class was a deep edge class, you know. Um, and there was a bunch of like interesting linebackers, and there was a few interesting safeties. So yeah, that pushed a lot of those like. And I imagine it was the same way in that in that class with Boye Mafe. It just pushed a lot of those guys down the board, you know. Hmm. Um, so you could get those guys like on waivers after your draft. Um, I, I picked up Mafe in a ton of leagues like that so um yeah i mean i don't know third round picks are valuable i mean there was a lot like in the idp leagues that i play in you know there was a lot of tank dell being drafted in the third round that's true a lot of sam laporta being drafted in the third round um i think i'm i think i'm actually i mean i do like lucas van s but you know i'd probably be okay re-rolling too and just getting another third and just trying it out on the next guy too um, or just having it as another chip to, you know, trade up into the draft. I just, uh, I just love acquiring picks when I can. Um, and I'm hoping I didn't spend like a second on Lucas Van Ness. I, I got, I got Lucas Van Ness in, in the fourth round and in quite a few spots. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. But, um, I did see him go in the third and, and, and some leagues, I did see him go in the second and, and one league. And that, that guy was, uh, Someone that's a notorious bad drafter, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of now curious. I think in my my dynasty league, I want to say that he was drafted in the second round in my league. Well, um, as long as it yeah, wasn't he you, was bro. High, he was picked high. He was the 19th pick. Wow. Yeah, I like I like Vanessa. I mean, I, I, I do, I'm a believer as well. I think he's going to have a, a a real opportunity there once Preston Smith kind of moves on. Um, but I don't know when that's going to be. I mean, uh, Preston Smith has been pretty good the last couple of years. So, um, I don't know. I want to say Preston Smith is a free agent next year. I'm, I'm not almost, sure. Maybe uh, he almost, is. I, I was looking at positive. I was actually looking through some of those, uh, who was going to be a free agent. Um, I was looking through that earlier. I was on Spo track. Um, I don't uh, remember seeing no, him. No, 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 he's not. No, he, he actually has a lot of years remaining. Uh, he has an additional three years, but uh, no, yeah, he, I don't think he's going anywhere. 
Well, I mean, you never know though. Sometimes they have outs of these contracts. Um, okay, and he and they could out, they could cut him, and he would have some dead cap to pay. But yeah, um, yeah, it really it. depends. Yeah. So um, either way, I do think his opportunity is coming, and uh, I'm excited for him. He was a he was a freak athlete. He was like a I'm pretty sure like a nine seven RAS score. So I mean, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm excited for when he does get his chance, but. Also happy re-rolling too and getting those getting those picks, as we all know. So going on to our next trade, we've got John S. John is in a 32-team league, one copy, start 11 IDP using NFL formation. So this is a legit league here. Uh, he will be trading Leonard Floyd for a third-round pick. Yay or nay on that one, Adam? Oh man. So, I mean, a third round pick in a 32 team league. I mean, that is, uh, what yeah, is that? That's like, it's basically enough. like, uh, it's like a, a, a ninth round rookie pick pretty much. Right. That we like in, in, in our worlds for the most part, I'm not in a lot of, I'm in a, the biggest league I'm in is like a 16 teamer. That's so, what I'm in too. um, I would like to get one of these 32 team leagues though. I think, I think it would be kind of fun. Uh, I mean, I feel like, I don't know. I mean, I, I it sounds like he's not competing. I, 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 is that third really worth anything though, man? I mean, you're talking so, like, so for context in my league. So, cause we did, we have 16 team. So this is, this is considered a six round pick. So I'll, 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 I'll name off a few that would be in this, this section, right? See what okay. you think about it. Okay. We've got uh, Cameron Latu, tight end, cornerback Cam Smith, linebacker Henry Toto. Okay, there we he, go. That's a, that's a hit, I tackle, guess. Kobe Turner, Yaya okay. Diaby, defensive okay. tackle Byron Young, safety Jamie Robinson. So, uh, edge rusher Nick Herbig a little bit later down the line, running back Sean Tucker, running back Zach Evans. That's, so, what, that's I mean, what we're looking at there from well, at least from my from where I drafted. Yeah, a couple interesting picks, but yeah, it seems like a seems like a total dart throw for the most part. Yeah. Um I mean I would try to can you not try to get a little more than that? I would try to maybe get a little more than that. I mean, um I don't know though. You're probably not getting a second. I don't know how this league really operates. Leonard Floyd is getting up there in years. He has like I was looking today. I think he's like thirty or thirty-one, mm-hmm. but the guy has been productive, and I mean, he's been productive, uh, productive at, you know, a lot of different places now, um, and so I think he's going to continue to get shots for the next couple of years. He'll be like a mercenary type, you know. He'll be signing these like one-year deals. Maybe he'll get a two-year deal out of out of this uh, this year in Buffalo, but for the most part, you know, it's going to be like a one to two-year deal. I think for the rest of his career. But um, I don't know, man. I kind of like Leonard Floyd. He's he's been a nice little piece for me to have in a in a lot of these sleeper leagues. Um, mm. But uh, where do where do you stand? Do you have an opinion? I, I just don't know what more you could get for him out of a third a third round pick. To be honest with you, I mean he's been okay in Buffalo. He hasn't been great by any means. So I mean, is he even a DN two right now? I mean, he's like probably borderline DN three, DN two. So it's like, could you? And he's older too. So I mean, what more could you expect? I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I feel like it's fair value. Um, 
If you yeah. want to just collect the pick and just have it, you have more picks. Maybe you, who knows? Maybe if you're if you're doing this trade, right? I'm reading into this a little bit, but John, if you're doing this trade, you're probably selling off veteran parts to get other picks in hopes that maybe you can use those picks and trade them up and move them up maybe higher in the second round. So if that's the case, then uh, you know I think it probably makes sense for you to make this move. Yeah, I agree. That's a good call there. So our next trade is from our very own Josh Raymer. It's an RSL league, 45-man roster. You start a quarterback, two running backs, two receivers, one tight end, four offensive flex, and on defense, they start one defensive tackle, two DNs, three linebackers, two corners, two safeties, and one IDP flex. Whew, that's a mouthful. The trade is tight end Dalton Schultz, a 2024 second, it's expected to be in the 2.07, the 2.12 range for Sidney Brown and Josh Downs. Dalton Schultz has a one-year contract, $4 million, expires in 2023. So after this season, Sidney Brown's on a rookie contract, making a million per year. He'll expire in 2026. Josh Downs, rookie contract, expires 2026. It makes around $2 million per year. So thoughts on this one? Uh, this is a slam dunk for the Josh Downs, Sidney Brown side. Dalton Schultz, I mean, the fact that he's expiring, I mean, you're going to lose him. All you're going to have is the second-round pick, you know? And, I mean, Josh Downs is definitely worth that. Um, and also, even more context, Josh has Anthony Richardson. So, I mean, He's going to now have the Josh Downs A Ridge connection. So that's very nice. But uh, also, City Brown, a, a guy that we, we like in IDP. I mean, um, he's playing slot right now. Um, so we're, we're getting to see him year one. He's been playing pretty good. So, I mean, I, I like that side a lot. Um, yeah, I think this is between Josh and John Macri. So Macri definitely needed a tight end. He's in win now. Uh, I think he's got a boatload of picks as well. But um, yeah, it, it, you know, Josh took advantage of a of a contender that was uh, needing to fill some holes, and I think that's the way you do it. Josh is 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 uh, he's not, he's not competing this year. He's definitely looking looking uh, looking to rebuild in there and is rebuilding. So yeah, this is the way to do it. You 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 find the contender who is Macri's done a good job. He's loaded full assets. I mean, uh, it's not really too much for him to lose a Josh Downs right now, you know, especially with the goals that he has in mind, which is winning a Super Bowl in there. And and it's a it's a big money league. It's a there's a big big uh, get big pot up for grabs. So I mean. Uh, you're going to see a lot of people making these types of moves. So I like it for both sides. I mean, um, Dalton Schultz, I was looking, he's, uh, he is um, on keep trade cut. He is tight, tight in 14. He's 27.4 years eight of, of age right now. So I don't know. I like that he's, I like that he's tied there with um, CJ Stroud. But, I mean, he's not, he's, he's expiring in this league. So, Unless you re-sign him and get him for a good deal, um, you're uh, you're really just getting a second-round pick. 
I'm going to go on the other side, actually. I like the Schultz and the second-round picks. I think it's going to work out for both teams for the purposes that they have. But to me, you know, having Dalton Schultz, if Eric Condena, I mean, he, he's been getting targeted a ton for C.J. Stroud. I think that's a, a great – he's going to have a great impact. And I like the second-round pick. See, I don't – I'm a little nervous about Sidney Brown. I mean, <clears throat> they traded for Kevin Byard. He's got the one safety rule on lock. Reed Blankenship has basically got the other one on lock, and he's got two years remaining on his contract. So when is Sidney Brown really going to, you know, crack open and have his – I mean, you'd want him to basically take over, I mean, Reed Blankenship, right? I mean, that, I mean that's that would be the hope. I mean, you saw C.J. Gardner-Johnson. He leaves. Reed Blankenship steps in, and now Reed Blankenship has been – unbelievable so i are we really are you really going to see the dividends on sydney brown you might know more than i do on sydney brown but i would say that if anything it's been a red shirt year for him um he really hasn't done all that much from what i know but maybe i gotta look into it a little bit more he definitely hasn't done much from like a fantasy standpoint but he is playing slot right now and how much of that is is because of just need i know avante maddox is out for the season so i mean that's kind of why he's slid into that role but yeah. you are right. I mean, I do like Reed Blankenship quite a bit. He's he's played really well this year. He's like top five mm-hmm. uh, in points per game. Um, but he's he's a, he's a good player. Dude had like over 400 tackles in college, uh, made a ton of plays. So, yeah, he is someone that uh, the Eagles found another just, you know, one of these guys that, uh, that came out of nowhere. Uh, so I like him, Kevin Byard. I'm not really sure what his contract situation is, but yeah, I mean, if if it's uh, if it's multiple years, yeah, he's definitely not going anywhere at all. He's he's one of the best safeties in the league. So yeah, I mean, there, there's you you make a good point. I mean, uh, he's gonna it, it seem like he's gonna have to to stay in this slot corner role um, unless something happens to one of these other safeties. So yeah, I I, I don't know. I mean, it's with safeties, it's it's just like um, I don't think you 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 really are expecting too much from these young guys early on. It's just a nice piece to hold and have. Like um, we trust what the Eagles do and like kind of the way they draft. Howie Rose has been one of the best GMs. Um, it's just one of those pieces that's nice to have for down the line. I don't think you're expecting much for from Sidney Brown um, until probably the third or fourth year of his contract, honestly you know, his rookie deal. So, but still, it's nice to have nice to nice to hold. You can just IR him if he doesn't work out. Um, still enough people that are going to be high on him uh, for, for, for a few years, at least. I mean, they're not the same player, but I guess in my view, if you're thinking that Sidney Brown's going to be any good, you're hoping that he turns into what, like, uh, again, they're not even the same composition of player, but like, like a Kyle Duggar, Alante Taylor, like that's kind of what you're hoping he, right? Because Alante Taylor and Duggar didn't really do much their rookie year. And then yeah. as time has went on, they've become more and more integrated in the defense. Well, I mean, and you you do like the fact that he's playing slot right now. I mean, it just it just shows that he's able to do a lot of different things. I think, I think the hope is he eventually becomes more like a traditional safety and, you know, plays more in the box, um, more on the defensive line. But, I mean, 
I like the fact that the Eagles are getting him out there, you know, getting him out there, uh, despite the fact they have all this safety talent, you know. Um, it's just experience and reps. I mean, you'd like to see that for your young, for the, uh, the young guys, just, um, however we can get them on the field, uh, is nice. You know, I, I, I don't really care if they're not playing their natural position. It's just nice getting them out there, getting them some NFL reps, you know, just seeing how, uh, just the speed of the game and all that stuff, you know, you just, you, you want your, you want experience for these young rookies. So, um, yeah, you may have to wait for a little bit, but I don't know. I mean, you also may not. He just may be playing slot for a little bit. And as far as Josh Downs, I kind of feel some Homer vibes as far as, uh, you know, with the affiliated with the Colts. I, I I like him, but I don't – I think he has some talent, but I don't know. You're, I mean, where was Josh – I'd be curious where Josh Downs was drafted – I don't. I wouldn't say he was drafted in the second round yeah, in their he, league. Maybe he was. He was. He was like he a was. late second. Yeah, he was like a late second round pick. Um, so yeah, you're right. I mean, uh, homerism for it being on the Colts. You know, for Josh Downs being on the Colts, also for his first name being Josh. I think that that helps him as well. <laughs> uh, I, I think anything well, having Downs of value kind of depreciated, not appreciated at this point, though. You think, or you uh, say it stayed the same? I think I, it I has. can't see it appreciated at all. I mean, he's, I mean, he's been good. I don't think he's been. He hasn't been tanked out. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. But I think people are are excited about Anthony Richardson. They know that he's going to be there, tethered to him for the next, you know, three years. He's actually wide receiver thirty on keep trade cut. So. Mm. That's kind of that's kind of impressive. I mean, he's that's around guys like George Pickens, Christian Kirk, uh, Terry McLaurin, Mike Evans. So, I mean, that's decent company, you know. I mean, that's 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 a mm. decent group to be lumped in with. So, yeah, I, I like Josh Downs. I think he's looked he's looked pretty good this year. So, going over to our next trade, we've got Ben Rad Raddy Rad. I hope I'm getting that right. Yeah, uh, Raddy. Ratty, okay, Ben Ratty. He traded a 2025 third, a 2024 fourth. Lucas Van Ness, hey, look at that. We are just talking about him earlier. First year of his rookie contract, Nick Bonito, which is expiring, which doesn't make much sense. He's still a rookie, or a rookie contract, but nevertheless. And then Tutu Atwell, which is $1 million per year, expires in 2024. In exchange, he gets defense time Bradley Chubb, and linebacker of Avante David. Chubb's got $2 million per expires in 2024. Levante David's 3.5 mil expires in 2023. So thoughts there, Adam, on that trade. Okay, yeah, the reason why Benito uh, is not on his rookie deal is because he actually didn't get drafted in the rookie draft. He made it through the auction, or he made it through mm-hmm. to the auction, and then got he was, it. you know, uh, I think he was actually picked up off waivers this this season and then he was uh yeah not extended so that's that's what happened with him but yeah okay so this this is a this is an interesting deal another another one of these um contenders trading with a uh someone rebuilding so ben is definitely a contender he is one of the the better teams in the league probably the best team in the league um, and then, yeah, I mean, so adding adding someone like Levante David, a guy who was top five in points per game 
at linebacker this season um, is massive for him. Um, and you're not really losing. I mean, we, we, we've already been through this finesse talk. Uh, Benito is, <laughs> is, is whatever. He's fine. Also, like, this is – so this league switched to true position, and I've talked about this on the show, but with us switching to true position and changing, like, all those guys that were um, – labeled as linebackers, defensive ends, you know, like previously like Leonard Floyd types, uh, Joey Bosa, um, the nail Hunter, they were linebackers in this league, but we switched our true position. So all those, all that weirdness uh, stopped and like all those types became defensive ends. So because of doing that defensive end is now loaded. Like there's tons of good defensive ends. Like the waiver wire is full of defensive ends that are, that are solid. Um, so, I mean, guys like Benito, guys like Van Ness, I'm, you know, it, it's, I feel like I'm, I'm not going to be as patient for them in leagues like that, where you can only start two. And plus, again, this it's, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them out there. So it's like my strategy in like those type of leagues. Now I just want to get as elite as I can. I want to try and find two elite studs. And that's it. I, I'm not. I'm not really concerned with these like these fringe types, these defensive end twos, defensive end threes. Like I'm, I'm just. I don't really value them at all in 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 these leagues anymore. Um. So like in this same league, like for example, like my defensive ends are Jalen Phillips and Hassan Reddick. Like that's the type of of duo I want to have. You know. Um. While I do think Van Ness and Benito could both potentially get to that level someday. Um. With these contract leagues, man, I just it's it's I don't know that it's it's gonna happen within the next, you know, four years for Van Ness. And then Benito's expiring anyway, so it's like, you know, whatever. But Bradley Chubb also been really good this year. So I mean that's a, another nice little depth piece to have for Ben. I think he has I think he has like Miles Garrett and Will Anderson as as his two starting defensive ends. So I mean Bradley Chubb is an is a nice welcomed addition to that unit. Um he's been great this season. Um, so yeah, I like it. I mean, what do you think of all the trades that we've talked about tonight? This by far to me is the biggest landslide. Uh, Brad, the, the owner who received Bradley Chubb and Levante David, uh, that, to me, they, they, they absolutely smoked this deal. Uh, I, I didn't realize how good, Chubb was doing until I just checked because I, I, I usually I'm pretty down on Chubb, but he he's performing at a really really high level. Levante David is the model of consistency, so I'm assuming this team is you know obviously like you said a contender. And you've been talking about him. I, I love it. I think it, it it gives them the reinforcements that they need to really help put their team over the top. And what they're giving away, I'm not that worried about the third and the fourth. You know who knows what's going to happen with that. Uh, Tutu Atwell, you know, kind of I, to me, flash in the pan, hasn't showed really anything his whole career. Uh, who knows about Stafford? You know, it seems like he's injured all the time. Uh, I, I just don't see the longevity there for Tutu. And then you've got Van Ness and Bonita. We talk about Van Ness. I like him as a possible dart throw, but it doesn't mean I think he's going to be, you know, an all-world defensive end. And then Bonito has shown flashes. But I, I, to me, this seems like a, a slam dunk uh, for, for Ben receiving those guys. I, I'd say well done on this one. Yeah, great job, Ben. Real, real proud of you. 
But then I've got our next trade. We got Bob. Bob is trading uh, Robbie Spillane. It's expiring contract for a 2024 fourth round pick. Another great trade. I mean, this is this is the way to do it, right? Um, uh, you don't want to give an arm and a leg for you know uh, one of these top guys. I mean, I think this is probably cheaper than what you could get Levante David for. Now he's a step below him as far as production goes, but Spillane's been really, really good himself. I mean, he's got like three games this season over twenty points. Um, he's top twenty in points per game. I mean, this is a really nice, nice move uh, for someone that's contending. Like Bob is also contending in in this league. So, um, and also good for good for the for the guy uh, to to cash out and get a twenty twenty four fourth. You know, Spillane was someone that he picked up off the waiver wire. He's rebuilding. Uh, he's not just letting Spillane rot on his team. You know, and 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 expire. He's getting something for him, and so I love this trade for both both guys here. Um, another trade where a, a contender is trading with someone rebuilding, and that's that's what you got to do. I mean, that's that those are, are the moves you got to make because those are really the ones that are there to make, you know. Um, so yeah, this another good trade. That's 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 how we do it, folks. Yeah, I would say very fair value with this trade. I like it for both parties. If anything, I probably like it more for the fourth rounder pick. Uh, I mean, this is Bobby Spillane's best year, right? And this is a very yeah. situational, very situational, um, situ- yeah, situation. For him. Uh, you know, with <laughs> with uh, you know Antonio Pierce right now as the interim defensive coordinator, there's no guarantee that he sticks around as the head coach. I don't think he will, honestly. Um, the Raiders are going to just do their thing that they normally do and probably give Jim Harbaugh a hundred million dollars. But so to me, it's like Spillane will be gone. Like Spillane's not in a long-term plan. I think he signed a one-year prove-it deal. He's not there for a long time. He's he's a journeyman. He's going to go somewhere else. He's got to be in the right spot at the right time. He's also expiring. So, uh, you know, seems like a fair value. I think I probably would target other linebackers over Robert Spillane, though, if I had an option. If we're going to look, I bet, I, you know, there's not every team has expiring linebacker contracts, so. Hard to really know, but I think it was a good value. Yep. All right, man. I, I like it. I think um, you want to talk about maybe some some trade targets and some dynasty leagues? Let's do it. Yeah. So we're going to be talking some dynasty trade targets. Uh, gonna, let's see. We're going to hit the linebacker position first, or what? Uh, what's uh, catching your fancy in this moment? Yeah, we're just going to kind of go through and just list some guys. Um so let's get going with the linebackers. Some guys that I think you should be targeting in trades right now. Drew Sanders. Josie Jewell is a UFA in 2024. Sanders was the second linebacker drafted in the 2023 NFL draft. He could have a pretty nice role next season. So I think most people are pretty hip to, to that. So, I mean, you're still going to probably have to spend a decent amount to get Drew Sanders. Very similar to like the Troy Anderson situation uh, last year. So, I think you'd still probably have to spend up a little bit to get him. I don't think you're going to be getting him for any less than a, a third. Um, and they may want even more than that. But still, someone that I think we could, you know, once he gets out his opportunity, he could he could be really, really good for IDP uh, and be, be worth more than a second at some point, you know. So uh, another guy I think you should target, Dayon Henley. Kenneth Murray is a UFA in 2024. 
Chargers can get out of Eric Kendrick's contract to save on cap. There's a good chance Henley, who the Chargers drafted 85th overall in 2023, has a significant role next season. Another guy I love that I talk about a decent amount, Willie Gay. He's about to be free from the Kansas City linebacker weirdness. Um, and sticking with the Kansas City Chiefs linebackers, Leo Chennault. So like I mentioned, Willie Gay going to be a UFA. Uh, Drew Tranquil is also on just a one-year deal, so it could be the Chennault and Bolton show in 2024. Uh, Troy Anderson, I, I think you could maybe buy the injury dip here. We see what Nate Landman is doing. That could have been Troy, folks. I, I think that uh, I think that would have been Troy. I think um, we'd be looking at Troy Anderson as a probably as a top ten dynasty linebacker had he uh, had he not got injured. So it's very unfortunate, but hopefully he can come back next year, uh, get that role back. Landman has been playing really good. You know, K. Nell is still going to be there. So I mean, it, it will be interesting. I think Landman is a exclusive rights free agent. Not really even sure what that what that means, Steve. But um, <laughs> so I don't know how that's going to shake out there. But I mean, there's a chance that Landman could be there, not be there. Um, if he is there, though, I mean, Troy Anderson definitely has a little bit of uh, risk. I mean, because Landman has played that well this year. Um, Juwan Bentley, another guy I think should be targeting in your dynasty leagues. Underrated. He's going to linger on the NFL till his early 30s and be sneaky productive. Um, Jerome Baker, another guy that is a UFA in 2024, still just 27 years old, maybe someone that benefits from a new situation. Um, I don't know. Miami's just been a weird spot for linebackers. He's been productive. You know, he's, he's, he's piled up a bunch of sacks, uh, there in Miami. So, um, I feel like he's going to get a, at least a chance somewhere else next season so he's someone that i think could maybe be much better in a new spot so those are the linebackers i'm I'm targeting in my dynasty leagues of that group within the linebackers my favorite of that one is, is drew sanders drew sanders has been a massive disappointment this season i drafted him i traded up to go get him I thought that we were going to see a lot more of him early on because it's not like Alex Singleton and, and Josie Jewell are, you know, like the, the crown jewels of, of the NFL, you know, NFL linebackers, right? So, so, but he really has not seen the field, and when he has, he's looked lost. So it's a concern. But what I like about him is he's a converted pass rusher. So he knows how to, you know, kind of just, you know, uh, you know, jet through the middle and, and cause those pressures. And the reason why I like him so much is because it fits Sean Payton's mold so well with what he did with Demario Davis when he was in New Orleans. So he is just going to, he just fits the mold of what Payton likes. I guess it wasn't this year. I think next year, like you are, the, like the rationale you gave, I'm hoping he takes off. I think he really could take off. So I like that one, especially because he hasn't shown much. And I've considered even, you know, taking in offers for him um, just because it's like, hey, you never know. But you just got to be patient if you're a Sanders owner. But that Sanders owners could be impatient. So I do like that. That's a good call. I love I love comping him to Mario Davis. That's that's great. Because, yeah, I mean, he's a type that, you know, probably going to be one of these 100, 120 tackle guys. But maybe he can sprinkle in, you know, 
five to six sacks for us. But yeah, that would be that would be extremely valuable for us in IDP. And maybe we get a chance to see him this year, right? Maybe they, maybe uh, Denver has been good lately and they are reeling off some wins. So I mean, maybe we don't get to see a lot of these young guys uh, that we that we do when these teams start, you know, uh, seeing their season kind of swirl down the toilet. But I was thinking maybe we could see some Drew Sanders towards the end of the year if they were struggling uh, because Josie Jewell has seen his snaps kind of come back a little bit. Him and him and Alex Singleton uh, kind of switched their roles. Singleton is now like the hundred percent of snaps guy and, and Jewell's more like the 80 to 85% guy. So it makes me feel like, you know, maybe we could see Drew Sanders potentially, you know, uh, creep in on Josie Jewell or, um, you know, they know that Josie Jewell isn't going to be around next year. So, you know, maybe we want to see what we have in, uh, in, San- in Sanders at some point. But I don't know. It probably won't happen until like the last two weeks of the season once they are like officially out of it. But just something to monitor. Love them either way for 2024. So going over to your safeties, uh, who are some of your dynasty trade targets? Okay, I like Jordan Battle quite a bit. Bengals can get out of Nick Scott's contract this offseason, who, by the way, has a 36.8 overall PFF grade. Mm-hmm. Battle was drafted 95th overall in the 2023 draft. I think actually he got some a decent amount of playing time tonight, Jordan Battle. Um, we'll have to look at those numbers. So that, that takeover could already be happening. It might be too late. But, yeah, I do like Jordan Battle to uh, eventually join – uh, Dax Hill is, is the other safety full-time. Uh, Jordan Howden, New Orleans Saints safety. The Saints can get out of Marcus May's contract this offseason. Howden was their fifth-round pick out of Minnesota. Um, good athlete, pretty productive in college. Uh, started immediately at Minnesota, um, so I like that. But, yeah, I mean, that team is, is uh, in cap hell and in serious trouble when it comes to cap so i mean they're gonna need they're gonna need to probably play some of these fifth round picks and these these depth pieces um so i i, I don't mind him he's someone that's probably out on your waiver wire right now um not too many people are hip to him but we could we could easily see things changing in new orleans and also i'm not even sure about honey badger's contract they may have an out on honey badger's contract I, I'm, I'm not i'm not really sure so i mean um it could be Jordan Howden is, is one of the only safeties in that room, uh, you know, this offseason at some point. Also, like Tony Adams on the Jets, Jordan Whitehead, Chuck Clark, both those guys are free agents. Uh, Tony Adams has been pretty impressive this year, so I like him. Um, Jeremy Chin, another guy that just wasn't a fit with the new D.C. in Carolina. But I think he could bounce back on a team with a DC that wants him and will use his skill set properly. So Jeremy Chen was once just a darling for us in IDP, like lived in the top six of dynasty ranks pretty much since he came into the league. And um, yeah, now he's seen the the bottom pretty much fall out of his value. But I think that he could he could be pretty good in a different situation. It's just unfortunate, you know. Just um, that's how some of this stuff goes, you know. The, Teams hire coaches that just don't need guys like like Jeremy Chin, um, but he he'll I think he'll land on his feet elsewhere. Last guy on the safety list, Jartavius Martin, forty eighth overall pick in the twenty twenty three 
2023 draft for the the uh, Commanders. Cam Curl is a UFA. Derek Forrest is is a fifth round pick. You know, so not the scariest depth chart. Um, I like Jartavis Martin a, a good amount. Also, someone that's likely out there on your waivers. So, yeah, you know, of this list here, I really like Jeremy Chin. He's a guy, like you said, the bottom, the value is just the bottom has just fell out. Uh, he'll be a free agent, I believe, this offseason. So it'll be very interesting to see where he goes, and that could really resurrect his value because it just wasn't a good fit. He's been injured. Um, I got to say, Adam, I'm a little disappointed you don't have Sidney Brown. You were talking a big game about Sidney Brown, and I'm not seeing him on this list here. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know what that's about. Steve, I'm just scared of Kevin Byard and Reed Blankenship. <laughs> I'm just real scared of them. Yeah, that's actually good, good rationale there. Uh, one guy that you, I'm going to add on this list uh, yes. is Jair Brown. I really like Jair Brown. Uh, third round pick out of Penn State. Went over to the 49ers. Has great ball hawking skills. I thought he would get into the starting lineup sooner rather than he than he did, and I think he's really been it's going to be registered this year. Um, obviously, you've got Hufunga, you know, obviously the, the darling on one end. The other end is Tayshawn Gibson, who's been the veteran journeyman. He's 33 years old. He's a free agent next year. I very much see Jair Brown stepping in as that starting safety. I actually had him ranked as my best safety as the best safety in the class last this, this past um, draft cycle here. So I'm, I was pretty high on Jair Brown. Um, I know Daniel Jeremiah was as well. I remember listening to him in regards to that, but I think he's a ball hawking safety. I think he's a really good player. Uh, so I'd add him to that list if it was me. I love that call there. Yeah, that's a good one. We've seen a lot of uh, good defensive backs from Penn state lately. So I, I would love to see that there. And, uh, in San Fran. And also we haven't really seen like a, a Hufanga was good, I guess last year, but we haven't really seen like a, a safety that's been good for a while and consistently good, you know? So that would be cool to see if, if, if that could work out for him. Um, all right. I guess let's hit some of these edge targets and uh, get up out of here. What do, you, what do you think, Steve? I like it. I like it. What do you got here for the people at home? Okay. Bryce Huff leads the NFL and pressure rate he's a ufa in 2024 player and situation reminds me a ton of uchenna nuosu um wait a minute hold on you told me you don't like uchenna nuosu you were on my podcast uh, a couple weeks back and you were against uchenna nuosu so did you have a change of heart i don't think that was me i think you're confusing me Really? I might be confusing you. Oh, maybe I am. Drats. I, I was ready for that. I sprung up right at you, but never mind. Yeah. I'll, I'll hide that. in the we corner now. Yeah, we can't even cut it because it's live, dude. So, wow. <laughs> Unbelievable. Okay, no, I, I, moving I, I, on. I like you, Chenna. I like you, Chenna. But, um, yeah, I mean, Chenna has seen his value, you know, and, that, and even before the injury. I mean, there's there's no doubt about it. Like, he, he, he saw his value decrease for sure. He wasn't. He wasn't as good as he was last year, but we kind of expected that. Um, he was a prime sell. But, yes, he, he for the most part, Bryce Huff does remind me a bit uh, of Uchenna. I, they're both kind of like similar build. Um, they're both in situations where they're kind of getting limited reps. Not kind of. They definitely are. I mean, they're, 
they're a part of really talented defensive lines. So, I mean, um, that's going to limit the upside for, for a guy like Bryce Huff. But, yeah, if Bryce Huff can get himself a situation uh, where he's, you know, playing 60 to 70% of the defensive snaps, oh, my God, I would just love to see it. I think now he's playing, like, around, like, 35%. So that's just not enough for us to trust him, you know, for in, 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 uh, in fantasy. So, yeah, he's, he's probably the guy that I'm most excited to see land. Um, kind of in the same vein, Josh Uche, another guy that just kills it from a pressure standpoint. Um, really good pressure rate, and that's been basically the – the case his entire career it's just he's in new england with bill belichick who likes to you know just mix it up on us all the time and and never show any type of favoritism to anybody and so um yeah josh uche has been one of those guys that we've been banging the table for we want him to get more playing time um i think it's gonna have to be him changing teams for us to see that so excited about uche he is a ufa in 2024 so uh, I think we're about to get our opportunity uh, and chance to see what he can do. Um, Tyree Wilson, I think it's a good time to acquire. You're going to see a lot of Tyree Wilson equals the next Clell and Farrell talk this offseason. I'm not believing it. You know, this is what you signed up for if you drafted Tyree Wilson. You knew he was recovering from foot surgery. Year, year one was likely going to be a wash and look a lot like this. It's going to be year two or three before we see Tyree Wilson, I think, play well for us um you're shaking your head you don't believe no no absolutely not he's he's a bust it's over i i I, move it on here's the thing when you've got regime change it's there can be a serious problem head coach replaced general managers replaced possible complete scheme replaced when you have that retreads for the picks that were made before it's all up for grabs so, you know, Tyree Wilson was not their guy. Whatever, when they when they step into play, he's just going to be like anybody else trying to compete for a roster spot. He's toast. All right. Well, maybe don't uh, acquire Tyree Wilson, guys. <laughs> hey, if I have him, I'll give him to you, but I, I didn't draft him very much, so I don't see that's going to be happening that often. I feel like you could probably get him. I mean, I don't know. You could probably get him for a fourth now. Maybe, I don't know. I mean, if I'm I'm not selling them for a fourth. I mean, I, I I'm not interested in doing that deal. But maybe someone's scared. Maybe someone you know listens to your show, um, and, 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 <laughs> and is afraid. You know, you know, I haven't talked about Tyree Wilson really at all all year, but I was not a fan of him during the draft process. <laughs> you know, he's just one of those guys that people can marvel over. It's like, well, look at his size, look at his frame, yeah. look at the potential. It's it's off the charts, and it doesn't turn into anything. It was William. It was Golston, Vernon Golston, round two. That's going way back, though. That is. That's yeah. That's a throwback right there. That's a. This is a TBT. It's a throwback Thursday. Look at it that. It is. It is. Look at that hashtag. Is it still uh, Thursday where you are? And I don't think it is. It's midnight no, now. No, it's not. But that's okay. All right. <laughs> let's. Uh, we'll finish up this list quickly. Uh, Tuli. Tuli Opitu. I don't know how to say the last name. It's definitely not. Tuli Opitu. Yes. Uh, he's been great this year. He's been really good. And I love the situation he's in, you know, getting to learn from Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack. I mean, that's that's about as good as it gets for a rookie. But guy's actually good. Um, we will definitely be able to pronounce his last name very soon as he continues to get better every single week. 
Um, Yaya Diaby, another guy that's been heating up as of late. Um, he's there in Tampa Bay. He was their third round pick freak athlete. I think he was like a nine, eight, seven RAS, uh, like him a lot. I mean, he's, he's, you know, that's not a scary depth chart. It's Joe Tryon and Shaq Barrett. Who's I think over 30 at this point. So, I mean, Yaya Diaby, uh, out of Louisville has a real chance to, to be a, a, a significant piece for them next year. Um, Nick Herbig. Going to be tough for him to crack the the rotation there in, in Pittsburgh, but he's good, man. I, I think he's going to be another guy that's, you know, in a great situation, learning from really really good players. So you you love that, but um, he's good. Like he's he's someone that uh, I I I think once he does get his opportunity, like he's going to be one of these types that everyone's going to be like, where'd this guy come from? Who is this guy? And uh, it's just the Steelers doing what the Steelers do, man. Finding these these really good pass rushers out of nowhere, these really good receivers out of nowhere. Um, they just they know what they're doing when it comes to certain positions. Um, and Nick Herbig is an, another example of that. Will McDonald, kind of similar to Tyree Wilson, you know. Um, really, really deep rotation, hard to get playing time. Uh, hasn't really put himself in a position to get that playing time, but I still like the talent. Uh, I still like the upside. I'm buying the dip. Same, same as, same as uh, Tyree Wilson. Lucas I'm Van buying Ness. that dip. I'm buying that dip. I'm not buying the other dip, but I'm buying that dip. What is? Why do you like uh, McDonald versus uh, Tyree? I was high on McDonald heading in the draft. He has that ability to bend yeah. as an edge rusher to get around the edge. And I actually like the idea of, you know, Bryce Huff leaving Will McDonald stepping right in. I think it's one of those things where McDonald rush. If you look at Jermaine Johnson, well, you know, he was not good in his rookie year. Yeah. It had to take him a year. Now he's stepping into it. He's not all world, but he's doing a lot better. I see a similar thing happening with Will McDonald. They drafted him high. Obviously, they drafted Tyree Wilson high, too. But you've got Robert Sala, who's going to be still there. You've got Joe Douglas still staying there. There's continuity there. Raiders, there's no continuity at all over there. It's a complete tear-off. You know, we, we got to figure everything out, you know, with, with the mess that Josh McDaniels and, and Ziggler left behind. Uh, you got Max Crosby there still. That's enough. That's a cornerstone. That's enough, and he's going to be and he's going to be mentoring. He's going to be mentoring Tyree who Wilson. Steve. Who else do you have? Who else do you have? You have an aging running back in Josh Jacobs that probably be better served to go somewhere else. Remember, he's playing on the franchise tag, so he's a free agent. Who knows if they keep him? They're going to trade away Devonte Adams. Who oh, do they have to work with? They have they have no talent. I mean, outside okay. of Max Cros- Max Crosby and Tyree Wilson, those are your two. No, chips. no, no, no. Take Tyree take Tyree Wilson out of there. You got Max Crosby. I'm with you on that. You can't you can't just call Tyree Wilson a bust it's like ten games in to his uh, his rookie season where he's recovering from a, a a foot surgery. He hasn't looked he didn't look comfortable at all the first the the first six games. I think he's been looking much better the last few weeks. I feel pretty confident about it. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We got a lot of time to find we that do. out. We do. Um, but yeah, it'll be that'll be a fun one to track. I mean, right now it does seem like he's turning towards bust, but um, I'm patient. I'm very patient. So having kids will do to you. Okay, so how many? Let's let's put this to the test, though. How many 
shares of Tyree Wilson do you have? Um, not a ton. I have, I have, he's in my RSO league. Um, I probably have like two shares out of the 17 leagues I'm in. Okay. So a lower percentage. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have, I probably have more Will McDonald, uh, then I do Tyree Wilson, you know, okay. Will McDonald was someone that I could get like in the fourth round Tyree Wilson. You're going to have to spend like a third round pick, but well, it's time to tra- start trading for uh, Tyree. You gotta, you gotta eat your own cooking. I'd be fine with it. <laughs> I love my cooking. I cook Who good. I cook real good, Steve. We'll love see. to have you over for dinner, Steve. Fair, fair enough. Who else you got over here? All right. I'm sorry about that, Steve, but I got a little angry at you. I uh, see that. I see that. Let's finish this list up. Derek Hall. I like Derek Hall. Uh, I think he's, you know, another one of these types. Uh, AJ Epinesa. I think he's been pretty impressive this year. Pressure rate's also been really good. He's got like a 15% pressure rate right now. Um, so, yeah, I, I like him. He's going to be UFA, get a chance to go somewhere where he can get more snaps, you know, get away from – um, that rotation there in Buffalo. Odafe Owe, I think he's looked pretty good. Um, I mean, he's, he's, I think he's, I think he had a sack tonight. So I think that gives him like a sack in four straight. Maybe I'm wrong there, but he's been really impressive since coming back from injury. Um, you know, he, one of those guys that has great measurables. Um, he was a, he was a late first round pick and it's taken him, you know, three, four, I guess this is his third year, but it's taken him a while to really pop. But, um, yeah, we're starting to kind of see his potential now. And then Quentin Williams, a guy that I think, you know, he's, he's having a down year, um, compared to what he did last year, a nice buy. I think if, if people are frustrated or whatever, I, I think that's someone that you should go out and try and acquire. I, 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 I just think it's a, it's a down year. I, I think that he could, um, I think he's going to finish the year strong, but I mean, he's not one of these like two to three sack, you know, per season type guys. He's someone that should get you between six and eight. And so uh, I, I'm buying the dip on if there is a dip for Quentin Williams. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Quentin Williams, 12 sacks in 2022, only one sack in 2023. But we heard Robert Sala talk about how sacks are one of the most overrated stats out there because he, he is having a great pressure. He's causing a lot of hurries isn't getting those sacks. So I kind of doubt that there'd be any sort of dip. If there is, I'm with you. You definitely got to buy on, got to buy on him for sure. Yeah. Worth finding out. I think, you know, if someone is, uh, you know, someone doesn't uh, subscribe to PFF, you know, isn't one of us doesn't understand pressures. Yeah. Send some offers out. That's right. So that was the IDP trade show. Adam, do you have anything else you want to share the listeners and viewers before we wrap this thing up? I don't think so, man. I think we got it all in. Uh, everyone just stay tuned in to, you know, the, the podcast and, and, and the YouTubes and be sure to check out the website, the IDP show.com. If you don't already go ahead and head over to the YouTube and subscribe to the channel, hit that notification bell. Also, go over to the IDP show on your podcast. Make sure to leave a rating. It helps the podcast as well as go ahead and add it on your podcast stream. But until next time, we'll be here with the IDP trade show. It'll be a different guest host, but Adam will be here with you. That's right. You'll never be back. Ouch. Just kidding.
Maybe it's because all my Tyree Wilson hate. Exactly. Now I'm saving for the stars.